Welcome to Speak for Yourself. I'm Marcel Swally. He is Emmanuel Acho. So let's get it started in the association with Luka Doncic. The Don is a star on the rise, leading the Mavericks to their first playoff series win since Dirk's Mavs won the title in 2011. That's when Acho was still rooting for the Mavs. And Dallas opponent in the finals, Golden State, is looking to reestablish themselves at the top of the league. Steph Curry on the shot, boy. And the Warriors went to the final five straight years from 2015 to 2019. And much of their core intact for this run. Acho, who's under more pressure? Steph, Luke. This is going to be a good question. It's going to be a good show. Um, Luca is under more pressure, Sal. And I thought about this a lot because Steph Curry is under some pressure. But Luca's under more because pressure has to do with responsibility. Let's go. And Luka has significantly more responsibility on his team Mm -hmm. than Steph Curry has on his team. Keep in mind, if Luka goes out there and balls, then the Mavericks really got a chance to win. There you go. Luka doesn't ball, Mavericks have no chance. Conversely, Steph Curry, if he balls, great. If he doesn't ball, you still got Poole, you still got Clay, you still got guys that can go for 30 or 40. Why do you say Draymond? Oh, he, oh 30 or 40. Draymond, you're not going to see Draymond <laughs> balling in the stat sheet. Yeah. Now, yeah, right. pressure is always tied to responsibility. That's why it's Luka. I was thinking about this driving into work. I was thinking about this driving into work. I said to myself, if I were to go broke today... Damn, what's going on in your life? That crypto, you too heavy in crypto. What you, Odell? Your contract in crypto? If I was to go broke today, no, dog. The only person that that would affect is your boy. Because when taxes come around, you know who I feel out when it comes to dependents? A big goose egg. So I ain't got that much pressure. I like this. To maintain my financial status because if I go broke, Mm. it don't hurt nobody Mm. but me. But I was thinking about my dear, beloved co-host, Mr. Marcellus, right now. Oh, oh, our money tied up in Cell, if Cell was to go broke, oh, he got a lot more issues. Everybody. Because you got a daughter in Columbia that needs some coins. She do. MJ got a Little League team, needs some coins. <laughs> you dressed up yesterday as Beauty and the Beast. That costs money, needs some coins. Beauty need to eat. <laughs> you got about four, five, six dependents. So you got a lot more pressure yeah. to maintain your fiscal status mm. because you have a lot more mm. responsibility. Let's talk. Pressure's tied to responsibility, mm. big dog. Mm. Because I have no responsibility, I don't have as much pressure. You have a lot of responsibility, you got a lot more pressure. So when you think about Luca versus Steph, Luca has all of the responsibility. Spencer Dinwiddie, he balled in game seven, but I'm not going to depend on him. Okay. Jalen Brunson, he's balled over the course of the playoffs, specifically first couple games, round one when Luca was hurt, but I'm not going to depend on him. All of the responsibility is in Luca's hands because Luca got dependents. Mm. When Luca fill out his taxes, he got to fill out Dorian Finney Smith. He got to fill out Cleaver. He on them dudes. He, what? He got to fill out Brunson. He got to fill out Dinwiddie. Oh, God. He got to fill out Boban. Mm. Oh, I forgot about Boban. Luca got a whole bunch of dependents mm. that he has to take accountability and responsibility for. Steph Curry, he can leave the house unattended. Jordan Poole, an adult. Jordan Poole went five for ten his first playoff game from three. 30 points. He can lead a crib with Klay Thompson at the crib. Hey, Klay, turn off the lights, big dog. I'll be back. Mm. He can leave the crib with Draymond Green at the house. Because Steph does not have as many dependents, not to mention Steph has a NBA champion head coach, both as a coach and as a player, in big-time games and big-time moments. So Steph does not have the same responsibility. Mm. Luka got more pressure. Luka got more responsibility. 
That's where it ends. I like it. I like it. You know it was animated. It was good. It was amazing. I just disagree with you. <laughs> I'm going with Steph Curry, but I do like it. Let me just start off with what you said first. You said you thought about this a lot. Yes, sir. On your drive to Driving work. To work. Yes, right. Sir. You know what they say? Study long, study, study wrong. wrong. You study wrong, <laughs> brother. You study wrong. It's Steph Curry who has more pressure on him. Now, don't go broke, Acho. Let's make sure you don't go broke because I saw what you did on vacation. They're not your dependents, but mama and daddy and your big-ass nephew. You know, that, <laughs> yo, he took up half the jet. He took up half the jet. How old is he? Half the jet, the villa, same villa we stayed in, the Pedregal. I know how you go. I know how you roll. So they're not dependents, but they're dependent on you for some of those things. That's why it's Steph Curry. You know what Steph Curry right now is depending on? The legacy bump he needs. Because mm. of all the greats, and I'm talking to the top 20 all time, Steph Curry has the widest range of all the greats in terms of how you think of them on the high and how you think of them on the low. There are more Steph Curry haters than are Kevin Durant haters. Kevin Durant has people who don't like him on Twitter and they conflate that and say he can't play. But then they get checked at the barbershop. Steph Curry has people literally walking around here saying, no, he's not as good. All he can do is shoot. Steph Curry has this wide range of people criticizing him. Now, Steph Curry doesn't have a finals MVP. Now, Steph Curry has two championships with Kevin Durant. Shared experience, or let's just be real, Kevin Durant was the lead dog in that. Steph Curry won a championship without Kevin Durant. But then people are now, and I'm part of this course, I won't lie, saying, who'd you beat? Oh, LeBron. And who? The Steph Stopper. You big Matthew Della Vadova. All of a sudden, you start looking at Steph Curry. It's like, where's that really official, great, legendary moment for Steph Curry at the top? This is his opportunity right now. Yes, he has greater resources around him than even the Dallas Mavericks. Who, this is why it can't be Luka. Luka is playing with house money. Everyone's surprised that the Dallas Mavericks are here right now. Despite their issues before in the postseason and losing to the Clippers consecutive times, we're still shocked that they are here with first-year head coach, Jason Kidd, and Luca playing this well and being the reason. So you're trying to tell me we're shocked that they're here, but now we're going to be disappointed by Luca or the Mavs if they don't advance. There's not more pressure on them because there's not more at stake for Luca. Steph Curry needs this bump. Steph Curry needs this moment. I like that there's not more at stake for the Mavs. I don't think there's more at stake for Luca. So mm. sports fans have a unique ability, a more unique ability than anyone else in the world sports fans have. And that is sports fans have no memory. No memory? All. None. I'm listening. I, I think I know where you're going. I think. You better go there, though. Think about it like this, Sel. <laughs> what? All of Luka's greatness in this playoffs will be forgotten oh, yeah. if he does not advance. Yeah, yeah, oh, y'all yeah. think I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. Remember Devin Booker last year when Devin Booker was single-handedly destroying the Lakers? First round, Devin Booker killing LeBron James in the box score. Lakers could do nothing. Devin Booker passed, passed, moved past the Lakers, moved past the second round, moved past the conference finals, moved into the NBA finals. We talking about Devin Booker like that this year? Nah, B. No. We scoffing at Devin Booker like, yo, mm -hmm. he's not on the same level at all as Luka. We have forgotten mm -hmm. about how miraculous of a playoff run Devin Booker had just last year. Ain't even been tw uh, 12 months yet. Mm. Ain't even been.
been 12 months and we forgot about Devin Booker's greatness because he ran into somebody greater. So all of Devin Booker's phenomenal, outstanding, jaw-dropping performances, gone. Because sports fans, more than anybody else, no memory. Or at least short-term. Short-term. Memory. Yeah, the cornerbacks. Long-term memory, y'all good. Mm -hmm. Short-term memory. Sports fans ain't got none of it. Okay. So when I think about Luka, if he does not advance, sell all of the greatness that we've seen, that Game 7 performance, 27 points versus the Phoenix Suns in the first half. He was 9 for 12. They were 10 of 41. Had just as many points as the Phoenix Suns in the first half. Gone. Mm. Forgotten. We talk about Michael Jordan. First couple things we do when we talk about Michael Jordan. Six NBA championships. No Game 7s. We talk about Michael Jordan. We talk about every time in the 90s when he was out there, he was going to win a chip. We talk about Michael Jordan. We talk about Air Jordans. When we talk about Michael Jordan, what we don't talk about, postseason scoring record, 63 points, game two, 1986, Boston Celtics. Why don't we talk about it? For starters, they lost the game, 135 to 131. But secondarily, it meant nothing because Jordan didn't go nowhere that year in 86. We talk about a lot with Michael Jordan, but what don't we talk about enough compared to how great it was? He averaged 37 points a game in a season. 37 points a game in a season. We don't talk about it mm. because that season didn't go nowhere. Mm. So while Jordan's maybe greatest individual accomplishments, 63 points in a playoff game, 37 points in a season for context, scoring leader this year averaged 30 points, 37 points in a season, but we don't talk about it because it didn't mean nothing. If Luka does not advance, then everything he accomplished in the playoffs thus far, we're not going to talk about because at the end of the day, it wouldn't have meant nothing. Mm. Chris Paul balled uh, to close out his series round one. Yeah. But then he fell round two. And guess what we talking about? The fact that he fell round two because winning in round one didn't mean nothing. So Luka has the pressure to make sure that mm. all of his previous accolades mean something. But the only way he can make them mean something is if he balls right here, right now. Now, now you gave me some ammunition. Let's go. Sports fans don't have a memory. No short-term memory. No short-term memory. I guess sports analysis and sports analysts like to time shift. You're doing time shifting, and everyone's guilty of this, but right now, you understand. A lot of people like to compare careers. They compare the end of one career with the beginning of someone else's career, and they say, you can't do that, oh, you can do that. Or what you're doing, what you're really guilty of doing, is you're comparing the after effect to what we were feeling during that time. You're comparing Devin Booker, let's do it, with Giannis. Who had more pressure on him last year in the finals? Giannis. Giannis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? Devin Booker is Luka in this situation. He's going against somebody greater. Luka's going against someone greater, Steph Curry, just like Devin Booker's going against someone greater in Giannis. That's the answer right there. But what you are guilty of is knowing how it resulted and now where Devin Booker has fallen from. But we weren't thinking that during. Mm -hmm. After we are. But during, we were fine. The pressure is on the greater because they have more at stake. Greater at stake. That's what's happening right here. Steph Curry, three NBA titles. Can't take them away from me. But can you give me one finals MVP? Steph Curry, this year in the postseason, shooting his worst from three-point. Shooting his worst from the free throw line. Like, people don't bring that up in success. They bring it up in failure. And you know that they will bring it up, therefore there's pressure on you. Kind of like when you're just skating by. You ever go somewhere unprepared, whether it's a test, one of these shows, whatever, you're like, dog, I didn't read that article. Well, let, let me go up there and do it. 
If we flowing, it's fine. But if I'm sitting there like Acho in the third quarter, remember it was 247 left to play, and what's his name? You're like, yay, bruh. Keep the trivia to yourself, right? <laughs> You're not prepared. Steph Curry right now is in a great position where we're not criticizing him because we're realizing he has other resources. Three of the top eight scores, four of the top 11 scores left in the playoffs are all on the Golden State Warriors. Mm -hmm. So right now, they're helping the high tide. But Steph Curry knows it's going to come down to if this team goes anywhere, it's on him. Therefore, that's the pressure. Ooh, I vehemently disagree with that. You think that, Jordan Poole going to lead him? I think he could. I don't think he's going to, but I think he could. Remember, Steph Curry was coming off the bench round one. Now, obviously, Andrew. Luka was hurt. Luka was hurt, too, so Luka yeah, wasn't playing Yeah, either. come on. But round one, we used to saw Jordan Poole all of a sudden do his thing. We saw game six, Clay. We didn't mention game six, Steph. Now, yeah. Steph did drop 29 points, yeah, so Steph. let's not be no slouch on mm -hmm. Steph. Mm -hmm. But we talked about game six, Clay. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks game. Didn't when he dropped 30 points. Yeah. We did not even mention the fact that he dropped 30 points. Quick trivia. Luca. Dinwiddie, only time, NBA history, game seven, two players, 30 points 30 or, more. or more. But we didn't even talk about Dinwiddie. Yeah, it was just bottom, bottom. That's bit. it. Yep. I Conversely, saw mm -hmm. elimination game, we didn't even talk about Steph. Mm. Because of Clay, that right there, Sal, is a glaring difference. We that. can talk about other Warriors players. We won't even talk about other Mavs players. But let me end it like this. Luca's trying to get to where Steph already is. Yeah. Right. That is why, to me, more pressure, Luca. Steph is already one of the all-time greats. Top 75 player, top five point guard all time. Realistically, top three point guard all time. Steph, two-time MVP. Steph, NBA champion. Steph is already one of the greatest players the game has ever seen. Luka is trying to become mm -hmm. one of the greatest players the game has ever seen. But you can't become one of the greatest players the game has ever seen unless you do something great when it is meaningful. Yeah. So what I hate in track and field, truth be told. Uh-oh. I hate, I know. 12-13. You got self-hating everything. What I hate in track you and field. You hate about track. Ain't nothing to hate on track. In the 100 meters, when the winner does something at the end to celebrate. I was watching Trayvon Bromel this past meet, ran a 9-9-3 to win. Kiss to the crowd as he's running. 10 meters left. Ooh. Usain oh, Bolt yeah, when yeah, he was yeah, running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're still running. Yeah, when yeah, still, yeah, I hate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Now, you. it's not because I'm going to get off my lawn, guy. Let me tell you why I hate it. I hate it because... What if this was your world record time? Mm -hmm. What if this moment. was your personal best moment? Yeah. What if you never run faster than you are running right now? You just sacrifice seconds because you wanted to kiss, because you wanted to beat your chest. Yeah. You just sacrificed your greatest performance ever because you wanted to celebrate in advance. What if you never get this opportunity again? I'm bringing it up because Luca's under more pressure. Because what if he never gets this opportunity again? Oh, Mavericks have not been to the NBA Finals, mm -hmm. Conference Finals, since 2011. Since Luka was what? Carried a two? Since Luka was what, 12 <laughs> years old? Mavericks have not been to the Conference Finals in a decade. Luka, what if you never get this opportunity again? Steph ain't tripping. Mm. Steph never gets this opportunity again. He retires with three rings. Uh, top 75 uh, player all time. Uh, I feel you. He uh, does not have his he finals ain't tripping. MVP. He ain't, he ain't got his finals I MVP. But he can still sleep better at night. Yep. But Luca, what if you never get this opportunity again? You can't afford to fall short. For me, more pressure because you need what Steph already has. Oh, that will be correct fully in a vacuum, but it's not. What you're saying is there's pressure because this may never happen again. But this wasn't supposed to happen this fast anyway. So that's the house money. That's what really balances this one out for me. You're second in NBA history 
and scoring in the postseason. How old are you again? 23. You walk up to a young phenom, and they mess up in that high, high leverage moment. But they're a young phenom. You know what everyone else is saying? Everyone else is saying, except probably him. Ooh, wait till next time. You'll get him next time. You're going to get him next time. You young, you're not even supposed to be here. When you are on pace to break Usain records, Usain Bolt's records as a youth, even if you fall short in the finals, even if you fall short in, in your little junior Olympics, people are like, look at this kid. He's ahead of schedule. That's what I see with Luca. Meanwhile, I look at Steph and I'm like, clock is ticking. I know it's not going to tick as fast for you because you're a shooter. You don't rely on full athleticism for your game. But there's something that is soft landing for Seth at the same time is also incentivizing him. You already got all this success. What should I be tripping on? Oh, you should be tripping on. A lot of people want to rob you of some of that success. Give it to Durant. Give it to lesser opponents. Not give it to you fully. This is a pressure moment to go get it all. Coming up, Kevin Durant left out leadership from his best player criteria. Oh, we got to get our claws into that. I know Acho ready. But first, Chris Paul has taken some major heat following the Suns' shocking exit. Tell you if the criticism of the future Hall of Famer has gone too far. That's on y'all. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Well, as y'all know, playoffs ended for the Phoenix Suns. They got bounced. Chris Paul. Unfortunately, he was the reason why. Ten points in Game 7 can't happen. And Phoenix lost the last two games by a combined 60 points. Now, Pat Bev, mm. known to have beef with Chris Paul, went on television to call Chris Paul, quote, a cone defensively, which caused some to speak up in CP3's defense. By some, we mean Matt Barnes. Matt anyway, Bar- right, right. we here with big dog stat Jack, one and only Steven Jackson, NBA champion, 16-year NBA vet. Y'all know who it is. He needs no introduction. But, Sal, you up first. Yeah. Has the Chris Paul criticism gone too far? No, I don't think it's gone too far. Let's just be real about this. Outside of Patrick Beverly, who assaulted Chris Paul last year in the playoffs after the game was over, basically, who else is talking big trash about Chris Paul? Everyone else seems like they be, they're keeping it in a greater perspective than Pat Beverly. So I understand why Pat Beverly going there. He mad at Chris Paul's the reason he ain't in Houston from hello. So then all of that is coming up in smoke because, hey, we got beef. So when I get a microphone, what's coming out? Words, spit, and beef. That's all we get for Pat Beverly. Now, Matt Barnes is correcting them. We're going to have a conversation about Matt Barnes' correction right there because I take a little issue with that, but let me get my first lap off. Y'all need to respect Chris Paul for who Chris Paul is. I told yesterday you had some criticism of Chris Paul, but really it was just facts that weren't so flattering. It was Chris Paul giving up, what, five different 2-0 series leads in his postseason career? That's not flattering. So let me flatter CP3. Y'all got to remember that everywhere Chris Paul goes, he makes that situation better. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember New Orleans? Yeah. In the first year, plus 20 in the win column. Remember the Clippers? Yeah. Without CP3, we weren't making the playoffs. We get CP3 plus 11 and the playoffs. Houston Rockets, they were already winning, but they went from 55 wins to 65 wins in the Western Conference Finals. They weren't doing that before Chris Paul. Let's talk about OKC. We already know what he did there. And the Phoenix Suns go from a 34-win team to being in the finals. So all I want to do is keep it in greater perspective, which I think everyone has done, except one dude, the dude that got beef with him, the dude that assaulted him, Patrick Beverly. I like that take. Um, Criticism ain't gone too far to me, Stat. It ain't gone too far to me, Sale. If we being real, 
everybody said the same thing. Pat Bev just added a little too much color to his commentary. Mm. We talk about it. Matt Barnes went on air yesterday and said Chris Paul had a terrible game. Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul would admit he had a terrible game. So what's the difference if I come out and say Chris Paul had a terrible game? Now, Pat Bev just added too much color, saying he's a cone. Y'all know cones. They don't move when you make a move around them. But <laughs> he's really just using an analogy. Now, it wasn't the most flattering analogy, but it's an analogy nonetheless. We have not gone too far. We got to call CP3 exactly what and who CP3 is. One of the best point guards of all time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when the going gets tough and the further the playoffs go, Chris Paul gets worse and worse and worse. I would equate Chris Paul to fool's gold. Fool's gold. Y'all know pie, right? Fool's gold. It, it looks like gold. And it is still an element. You're going to find it on a periodic table. Give us some of its respect. Fool's gold? Fool's gold. Because right when you think it's gold, you're going to get fooled. Mm. Think about Chris Paul. Chris Paul led the Phoenix Suns through the first round, led the Phoenix Suns to the second round. But when the Suns needed Chris Paul to be his best, he was his worst. Mm. Y'all remember he had seven turnovers. What was it? Game three. Game four, he ends up with 5,000 in about three and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden in game seven, when we need you most, you give us 10 points. Mm. That's why I say fool's gold. Don't get it twisted. Chris Paul is still a beast. But when they really need him most, that's when he gives you the least. I'm going to give it to you like this stack, and then it's all you, big dog. Oh I told Slick Rick Buger this yesterday. When the reason you are good is no <laughs> longer good, then it's all bad. <laughs> Chris Paul is the reason the Phoenix Suns are good. I can say that. Accept that compliment. Accept that truth. But when Chris Paul is no longer good, which typically happens as the playoffs we're on, then the Phoenix Suns are bad. I don't think the beef has gone too far. I don't think the comments have gone too far. Mm. Nobody's above criticism. Nobody. Yeah. You don't play. You don't play well. You get criticized. That's the business we in. Um, I mean, I had Bill Walton say I took a shot in the playoffs and I was playing well. I took one shot that I missed. He said. What a horrible shot by a horrible human being. So people gonna say what they so people gonna say what they want to say, bro. Right? You know what I'm saying? And I was doing Bill and I and I would bust Bill Walton ass any day. Let me tell you that. Uh, but anyway, uh, people, I, I, people, everybody, everybody's a part of it. Everybody has to deal with Chris and Chris Paul. Everybody's been putting Chris Paul on his pedestal, saying we want we want Chris Paul to win. That's we want Chris Paul to win the championship. Da, da, da. Everybody's room for Chris Paul, but he didn't play well. So since he didn't play well. He deserves the criticism, just like they would criticize anybody else that didn't play well and didn't show up in the game seven. Now, Pat Beverly, if you know anything about basketball, y'all, we all know Pat Beverly. He does a great job of uh, using his mouth to take people <laughs> out of his game. But when it comes down to offensive skills, when it comes down to be a skilled player, Pat Beverly is very limited. His game is very limited. I like Patrick Beverly because I would want him on my team because he plays hard, he competes. But when it comes to skill, him and Chris Paul are two different levels. But Pat Beverly has the right to speak his opinion. Uh -huh. He's an NBA player as well. But nobody took that serious from uh, Pat Beverly. Nobody did. Well, Ooh. Matt Barnes did take it seriously, and I respect Matt Barnes to the fullest. However, you just brought it up. Now, we got to know who we're talking about. Know your personnel, as they say in sports. You're talking about Patrick Beverly. He agitates on the court. He's going <laughs> to agitate off the court. That's how he gets down. That's in his DNA. But my greater take about all of this is what Matt Barnes did. And I want to hear what you guys really have to say about it. What is the license that a player has to talk about another player? Because what I inferred from what Matt Barnes said is the fact that since Pat Beverly is a role player, he can't talk about Chris Paul. 
since Matt Barnes was a role player, as he says, self-professed, that there's a limit to who you can criticize. Where I don't get down like that. You know why? Because if that's the case, then Chris Paul can't never criticize Shaq, right? Or, where, where we stop at? As good as you are. So Jordan could talk about everybody. LeBron <laughs> could talk about everybody except maybe Jordan. And then everybody just get in line in terms of who you could talk down to. I didn't like that part from Matt Barnes because being real, my best coaches never played football at the highest level. But they were able to criticize me. They were able to teach me. They were able to say things that were warranted. And if we're going to just take it all the way, fans should never, ever say anything to a player because they never played pro. Mm -hmm. And then lesser mm -hmm. players should never say anything to a greater player mm -hmm. because you weren't as good as him. I've learned this from my little coaching experience I've had this offseason. I coach six-year-olds, but it's still coaching. It ain't about what you do because I played pro ball for a decade. It ain't about me doing that. It's about what I could get them to do as a coach. And that's a completely different skill set. Just like if you're criticizing someone as a media analyst. That's a different skill set compared to how good you were on the basketball court. That was my only issue I took with Matt when he was talking about it. Well, being real, <clears throat> I don't think anyone... No one should have a problem with the message of what's being delivered in regards to Chris Paul. What people have a problem with is the messenger. Yeah. yeah. If somebody different would have said the same remarks about Chris Paul, I don't think we would have taken issue with it. But because it's Pat Bev, and Pat Bev is offensively limited, and Pat Bev mm -hmm. is a role player, mm -hmm. and Pat Bev isn't on the same level as Chris Paul, now... You shouldn't be allowed to talk, Pat Bev. Think about it. Monty Williams, coach for the Suns, he said, I'm not going to acknowledge the comments because they're on two different levels. That don't mean the comment can't be true. Thank you. That mean, don't mean the comment can't mm -hmm. be worthy of acknowledging. It just means that Chris Paul's a better player than Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly would agree with that. But that don't mean Pat Beverly is not right in what he's saying about Chris Paul. Stack, I also think of it like, you hit a great, you hit a great point, man. Everybody, man, I hope Chris Paul gets one. Chris Paul deserves to get one. Deserves? Yo, sports is not a world of deserving. Sports is a world right. of earning. Mm -hmm. If you want a chip, you better go earn a chip. Don't nobody deserve one just because they waited in line. And that's, sports <laughs> is not about waiting in line with a ticket like you at the DMV waiting for them to call your number so you can renew your driver's license. Sports is about going out and getting it. Yep. So if you want it, you got to go get it. And truth of the matter is, Chris Paul did not go out and get it. Chris Paul is one of the most likable human beings off the basketball court. Incredible commercials. I'm sure he's making a ton for him and his family. But on the basketball court, when it matters, he don't go out and get it. So I think we have to call it exactly what it is. So I'm not mad at it, and I don't think it's gone far. Mm. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not mad at Matt or Patrick Beverly. Uh, I'm not mad at Patrick Beverly because he is the NBA player. He's on ESPN. They're asking for his opinion. He's getting paid for it, so he should give his opinion. Yeah. But I understand what Matt was saying, too, Sal. As a basketball player, when we speak on players, before we get to criticizing, we got to live in reality somewhat. Mm -hmm. We got to live in reality, especially when we played against these players. And we know how we fared up against these players. So if we're just going to come out and be, and be critical about these players, make sure that you also say how that same player busts your ass. Okay. All right. Don't 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 just don't, okay. don't just be critical of the player because you have the platform. Also acknowledge that this player has been a great player his whole career that everybody wanted to play with. That's been uh, a, a somebody who uh, who everybody talked highly about in the game of basketball. Make sure you say these things too. But if I talk, I talk a lot about Ray Allen, right? And Ray Allen had a better a better career than me. He's a Hall of Famer. But I know I played well against him, well against him a lot in my career. But I will never get on TV 
and say Ray Allen's a cone. I will never get on TV and say Ray Allen is trash, right? Because that's that's not living the reality of being a basketball player who actually played the game. You know Chris Paul is not a cone. I know it's some person there, but as everybody in the basketball world, you have to understand that when you're talking about people that you played against, Give them a respect, especially if they served you up your whole career. Now, oh, now stack, mm. now stack, now stack, mm. now stack, now mm. stack. Hold on. And that's hard to do now, big dog. You know that's hard to do because pride and egos get in the way. Who's the player then that you have beef with that you still can respect their ability, but you like real talk? I don't like them as a person, but they still know how to get buckets because you know that's hard to do. So put yourself in, in bad, Pat Bev's shoes. Who's mm. the player that you like? You know what? I don't really mess with them. But he still get buckets though. Boom, boom, boom. I don't. I don't have nobody like that. Hmm. That was nobody. The end of that. That's the end of that. I think start keeping one thousand. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Please yeah, do. Let me if, talk. If you, if you look at my NBA career, I've never been in a fight in the NBA game. What was the Palace? Oh, let me see. That wasn't an NBA game. That was in the that was that was in the stands. That was talking about. <laughs> oh, you just showed up to an arena just to hang out. You were playing basketball. He said, "Not, not, not, not with a player." I know it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Not with a player. A fan can get it right now if they need. If I need, to. they can get it right now still. But uh, now, players. But I, I, I never got. I never got to it with a player self because one one thing about it, everything on the court with me is all passion and basketball, right? And and I, I give the same respect that I deserve with players. But I would never go on TV and try to uh, belittle Ray Allen in, 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 as a person or as a man, knowing he was a great to make myself look good because I know I'm on TV. You just can't do that. And, 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 that, and that's when having the platform looks bad because and I guarantee you, Pat Beverly, it's personal, but you know deep down inside, Chris Powell will wash you at any day. He had, he had a better career than you. And for you to feel that way saying he was a clown, you made him more personal than talking about basketball. And that, and, and that kills your credibility. Yeah, see, now, Stack, you, you, you in that conversation that I got a point and I got a problem with. You just said Pat Bear's on, on the network getting paid to talk. And they asked him a yeah. question, a specific question about CP3. We're not talking about CP3 right. as the greater large career resume Hall of Fame candidacy. We talk about in a the series. The made it personal. No, but we talk about, CP, listen to this. We talking about CP3 in a series where he got exposed defensively. They were looking for CP3 to go at CP3. We're talking about a series where he averaged in the last five games, nine points a game, held on to 15 points in all five games, 18 field goals made and 18 turnovers and a plus minus of minus 57. So they go to Pat Bev and they say, tell us what this is. What was John numbers? Oh. What was John Numbers in Minnesota series? Oh, no, but that's not the question. Memory. So here's the thing. And you know this from media. In media, when they are talking about you, we already given the fact that you must be somebody. Because we ain't getting up here wasting any of this precious air time talking about a nobody. So Pat Bev is True. like, good. I ain't got to stop at that stop sign. Let me go that's through exactly point. what you talking that's about. That's point. And what you talk about is these five games where all of a sudden, who is this guy? Now, we know on a grander scale, and let's be real, Stack, I was at high a couple years of my career, and then I fell down. When I'm down here, when I'm mm -hmm. falling off, if someone say, hey, Wiley falling off, I don't need them to cushion it by saying, but he once was, and he used to be, and he is going to be. I, man, shut up. <laughs> they asking you right now why he's sorry right now. And if Chris Paul or anybody okay. can't acknowledge uh, that in this moment, those are sorry production numbers, 
Why are we mad at Pat Bev? Oh, Pat Bev got to be a better player to point out the truth, to point out the obvious, to point out the facts. This is why when I go anywhere, a homeless person, a bum, whatever you want to call them, someone downtrodden, when I talk to them, I'm actually listening because they got jewels, bro. People always want to judge the book by the cover like he ain't got nothing to say. And they be like, come on, man. I'll be like, dog, did you hear what he just said? I don't care about how it looks. I care about how it is. We going to get mad at PB for saying how it is just because he looked like a lesser player. Come on, Stacks. Hey, Sal. Hey, Sal. Hey, Sal. Somebody who went broke ain't, sh- ain't tell me how to save money. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why? It's a mistake that they made that you won't make if you listen to him. Ooh, no. No? No? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm, 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 well, coming up? I'm going to listen to our show. I'm going to listen to our show. Well, I just said last word. Last block, I just said he might go broke. He cryptoed up. He might be in Kevin Durant sees leadership as merely being skilled and coachable. I don't know if that was an omen. Uh, we'll tell you how we see it next Don't Speak for Yourself. Man, we got to be somebody to say something now. Great race with none of the bull. Kevin Durant, my dog, was going back and forth with fans on Twitter, and the topic of what defines the best player came up. KD listed nine elements, including size for position, efficiency, and IQ. A fan asked a follow-up about where leadership falls in that recipe, and Durant agreed with another fan who tweeted, quote, if you're skilled and coachable, it's probably all the leadership you need. Stax is back with us, but Acho. You agree with KD's omission. He left out leadership from the best player conversation. No, I vehemently disagree with this. And it's very Mm. telling. For my Kevin Durant lovers of basketball, I hope y'all pay very close attention to this block. And I hope y'all pay very close attention to his words. (laughs) I am. Kevin Durant's one of the most skilled, if not the most skilled hooper of the generation. When you're just talking about pure basketball, physical, tangible skill. Athleticism, buckets, creating his own shot, handles, skill. But the only reason, in my mind, that Kevin Durant is not the greatest basketball player of the generation or the greatest basketball player of all time is because of that pivotal omission of the word leadership. Mm. Greatest basketball players of all time. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem. We ain't got to debate one, two, or three because that's a waste of our time. But we know that they are the greatest of all time. All three of them are leaders, either by example or by words or by both. Think about Jordan, led by example, every single time. Think about Kareem. Led by both. Kareem was not just a basketball leader. Dude was a civil rights leader. Then you think about LeBron James. He's definitely going to lead by his words. He's going to talk to KCP after KCP misses a shot. Make sure KCP knows, hey, next time you take that shot, he's going to lead by words and lead by example. Greatest basketball players of all time, they have it tangibly and they have it intangibly. So I vehemently disagree with that omission of Kevin Durant not realizing leadership makes you one of the greats because the only reason Kevin Durant is not mentioned as the greatest of the generation is because he does not have that pivotal component of leadership. Y'all remember just how good Kevin Durant is. When it comes to skill, Kevin Durant's clearly better than Kim Olajuwon. When it comes to skill, Kevin Durant's clearly better than some of those that we have in our top 10 of all time. So why is Kevin Durant not clearly cemented in that top 10 of all time? Because he lacks the word that he left out. That's leadership. Mm. Uh, I kinda, I'm kind of uneasy on this one because I look at KG and Tim Duncan. Yeah. Both great leaders. <clears throat> one has five championships, one has one. You know, both great leaders, both 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 guys that were very passionate. Both coaches 
uh, taught through these guys. You know, I, I remember vividly, um, I used to get mad at Pop when he used to scream at me and take me out to games. But then I saw him doing that to Tim. And Tim just taking it. I'm like, well, Tim can take it. I know I got to take it and, and hmm. go out there and perform. Uh, and, and, and that's what leaders do. You know, Tim, Tim was definitely, he, he, let, he didn't just lead on the court. He led, by example, off the court. Make sure guys were together playing paintball. Make sure guys showed up a month before a season to, uh, to make sure guys was working out and ready for the season. So some guys have it and some guys don't. But does that determine if you're the best player to me? Yes, mm. it does. Because the best player is the leader of the team. Tim Duncan was the best player. He was the leader. When I say Kevin Garnett, he's the best player on every team he's been on, and he was the leader. So for me, if you want to be the best player on the team, if you want to be considered and get the respect of the best player on the team, then you better be our leader as well. I'm with you, Stack. I'm with you, especially the latter part. <clears throat> KD left that out because he knows that's not the main ingredient for you to be the best player. Let's just be real about the best player qualifications. First of all, it starts with talent. Every doctor I know comes up to me and says, look, you can't out-train DNA. So all you parents out there and your kids, they're not in the 80, 90 percentiles. Good luck with them. Play the lotto. You might have a better chance. <laughs> just being real. That's how the game go. What y'all talking about? Y'all been on these fields, on these courts? Thanks. These Thanks. dudes are not normal. These dudes right. are not normal. And y'all trying to normalize it just because we want uh, to find a way into the locker room with our character. Man, you ain't going to stay long in there with character. Locker room guys are high character, low talent. And they only there for a short term because we need to make sure that those good players, our best players, uh, me too, <laughs> our great players stay together. Y'all trying to tell me that all the best players were Great leaders. They led by example. Basically, I got points. I got buckets. I got touchdowns. Y'all need to do the same. That's leading (laughs) by example. The rest, man, Mm -hmm. you can have a conversation about all these dudes that are great. And then be like, I don't know about him. Tom Brady got y'all fooled out there. Tom Brady making y'all all think that you could be a baller and be the greatest of character and leadership. No, no, no. Because from the outside looking in and just listening to you stacks, I want to hear about it. Was Tim Duncan a tremendous leader or the most talented punching bag that Pop had? And I'm going to tell you what the difference is. When you're Tim Duncan and you allow Pop to get away with everything with you, it just enforces what Pop wants to do with the rest of the team. Is that really leadership? Because Tim Duncan is going to get away with something you can't get away with. Leadership is y'all follow me. I can't follow you, Tim Duncan. I can't do what you do, Tim Duncan, on the court and in terms of what the locker room presence is. So Kevin Durant left it out just like when you're eating something. That first line of all them ingredients, that ain't on there. Leadership falls lower than that. <laughs> Leadership is not top line item. I disagree with a lot of that. I disagree with a lot. I, honestly, I disagree with all of it. Um, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> This is nuance. That's why I love doing this show with Big Bro Marcellus. That's why I love doing this show with Big Dog Stat. This conversation is nuanced. Let's go. Leadership looks differently in 2022 than it did in the 90s. Hmm. We got to understand that. Stat, when you first started playing ball in the league, there was no Instagram. There was no Snapchat. There was no Twitter. There was no Facebook. But then, Stack, as you continue playing ball in the league, there was Instagram. There was Snapchat. There was Twitter. There was Facebook. There were more distractions, so leadership had to look different. Back in the gap when Jordan was playing, leadership probably just looked by example. Because what else you doing if you're not playing? You at the bar? You at the casino? You with your partners? You with your lady? Etc. But now, 
if you ain't playing ball, you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're on Snapchat, you're watching YouTube, you're watching any sort of the pluses on content streaming. You got so many other distractions. So leadership <clears throat> looks different now than it looked like then. You can't just lead by example because now you really got to bring everybody together. Stack said something pivotal and I hope y'all were listening. He said Tim Duncan would bring the dudes together to play paintball off the court. Y'all scoff at that. But the difference in winning championships and not winning championships is, is what? how much can you trust your guys? What's the camaraderie with your guys? What's the chemistry with your guys? What's the leadership level with your guys? Do I know that he's going to sacrifice for me, so I'm going to sacrifice for them? That's what makes the greatest teams the greatest. Yes, there is talent, duh. But for me, Sal, talent is just the entry level into the conversation. We're not having this conversation if you're not talented. Okay. Like we're not, we're okay. not even having okay. a conversation okay. about okay. talentless individuals. Talent is a prerequisite. Congratulations. Now that we've established we all talented, what's going to be the difference in what makes people greatest and not? What made Jordan one of the greatest was not just Jordan's talent. It was the fact that Jordan had sheer will and determination and made everybody around him better. Let's talk about Steph. What makes Steph one of the greatest is not just this talent. It's the fact that Steph has made Clay, Draymond, and as of late, Jordan Poole better. So we know what separates the greatest from the great is the little minor intangibles. Minor. The difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little bit of extra. And that little bit of extra is leadership. It's not a small ingredient. It might be the first ingredient, Stack. Oh, man, stop, stop, stop. Get him, Stack. Hey, 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 Bacho, this is what you, you, you said, something you don't even know. That was the whole reason we was playing paintball, to sacrifice for each other, to learn how to be a team, to learn how to communicate. That was all part of something that we needed for basketball. So it, it wasn't for nothing what Tim was doing. But let me say this too, Sal, and I, I have to correct myself. Yeah. I've been on the team where BD was, Baron Davis was the best player, but I was the leader, mm. right? Because he, he, he was a better leader on the court. Good point. He was the better leader on the court, but he was our best player. But as a whole, I was the leader. I'm the one that got team together to go out. I'm the one that got team together when we went before games when things weren't going well. Team meetings, I was that guy. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say at times because if KD is the best player at Brooklyn and don't want to be the leader, well, hell, you don't have to say that because it's gonna show. <laughs> it's gonna show. Everybody's gonna see it. it, it the, the, the team is gonna see it. The, the fans are gonna see it. Everybody's gonna know who the leader is if that guy's not being vocally or, or not walking the walk and talking the talk. Yeah, y'all candy coating how the game really played. Uh oh. I played 10 years uh -oh. in the National <laughs> Football League. Uh oh. Y'all wanna know how many years we had camp and paintball? Where, 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 where's that? Where you play, Sal? National Football League. Talk about it. And I played <laughs> 10 years. And every year in camp, we went paintballing. And every year, we didn't win the Super Bowl. Y'all acting like this paintball bringing people together. Y'all better stop. How about Tony Parker, Ginobili? We won the champ. <laughs> How about y'all had them dudes that did it? Y'all could have had them dudes and no paintball, and y'all would have won the championship. Y'all acting like Tony paintball Parker brought y'all together. Will you stop? Wait, huh? Tony Parker, Relevant. Tony Parker wasn't relevant then. We had Speedy Claxton finishing game. It wasn't Tony. Okay. Peter. You got other guys. That's how good y'all were. Y'all, Tony Parker irrelevant. That's my point. You think my point? Y'all had dudes and dudes and dudes. Please tell me why KD's not a leader when he went to Golden State and led Steph Curry to two time of out. his three championships. But he's not a leader. Time. No timeout yet. Uh -uh. I'll get my time. Uh -uh. You get my time. I gotta get, I'll this. get my time. You know why? You, 
right. He not a leader, but he leading the leader. Man, y'all better get up out of here. You be lying, Sam. Can I get this point off? Go Can ahead. I get this point off? Quick. Because this is what this is what Kobe and Shaq, rest in peace, respect, Kobe and Shaq were beefing over. Shaq, you ain't a good enough leader, not a good enough example, not a good enough professional. Shaq could do what nobody else could sure. do. Right? Sure. But you trying to tell me that Shaq was, oh, I'm, oh, I'm Shaq was a great leader or Shaq was a bad leader? Point is, whatever he was, it was successful. All I want y'all to understand is, y'all need to, Lawrence Taylor, was he a great leader? Man, y'all need to stop with this. All this selling candy and books to act like you could get a championship if you paintball right. That ain't how you get no chip. You get a chip because you got dudes. And them dudes do what the hell they got to do to get right. That's why KD got two. You done? Finals MVP. You done? Because I'm ready. Curry ain't even got I'm one. I'm ready. Where your leader at now? November 16th, 2017. <laughs> and I quote. <clears throat> Where was I at? Steph Curry is the face of the franchise. And that helps <clears throat> me out because I don't have to be. Kevin Durant says, I don't want to have to be the leader. I'm not a leader. Close quote. Don't sit here and tell me that Kevin Durant was leading or trying to lead. That's November 16th, oh, 2017. Oh, oh, today. Oh. If we want to be honest. No, we're going to be honest. If we want to be honest. We're going to be honest. Shaquille O'Neal might be the most talented player in the history of the game of basketball as far as physically imposing. But why is he not the best player? Why Kobe got more chips than Shaq? Oh, wait. Why Kobe got more chips than Shaq? Because one was a leader and dedicated to the game, and the other was just physically dominant. You can be great physically dominant. Kevin Durant, hold on, hold on. There are others Uh-oh. that are great because up. of leadership. At the bottom of this, it says best player. Show me the rankings that got Kobe Bryant over Shaq. And it'd be your rankings. And thank you. I don't give a damn what y'all talking about championships. That's a team accomplishment. Put your hand down, Stack. I don't need that. Um, <laughs> y'all trying to act like Shaquille O'Neal didn't Somebody touch Stack in. Didn't so great Stack. Who was greater, Stack? Who was greater, Who was Stack? Better, man. Who was greater, Stack? Who was greater, listen, Stack? Listen. Hey, listen. Come on, don't do that. Hey, don't I'm going to ask you a question, Seth. How many championships did, did Shaq get without Kobe? Thank you. One. How many did Kobe get without Shaq? Two. Thank you. That's not the determinant. How many famous, hold on, hold on, hold on. But look, Shaq had D-Wade. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he had Pau Gasol, who was not Name D-Wade. Man, stop it. I said he's I'm not right. D-Wade. You done with him, I'm done with him, Stack. Yo, if you want to hang up, I'll hang up right there with you, Stack. I'm done with him. Thanks for, hey, Stack, thanks for joining us. We're going to be sure to check you out on the All The Smoke podcast series with Matt Barnes, who my dog We should get paid. Coming up. If all we going to do is yeah. count rings. We count rings. That's all we got. That's all we got. Huh? Y'all lazy No LeBron. No KD. No Giannis. No LeBron. You ain't better than Kobe. We're going to make our top five players left in the NBA playoffs. Stop. And Shaq ain't as good as Kobe in case you was wondering. What? That's next. What? Think for yourself. We got another argument. Are you kidding me? Shaq. Only four teams remain in the quest for the Larry O'Brien trophy. Steph Curry is the only remaining NBA top 75 player. But young stars like Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum hoping to add a title to their resumes this postseason. So we're going to rank our top five players. Cinco remaining in the playoffs. All right, so start us off with your fifth best playoff. Man, this was tough, Sal. This was tough. A lot of greats left in the playoffs. At five is probably going to be my surprise. Draymond Green. 
Draymond Green, the fifth best player. Look at Draymond. True story, true story, true story. Here is why. Draymond Green is the ultimate adhesive. That's real. Think of him like glue. Think of it like <laughs> tape. Like mm. Draymond Green is not going to be mm. the product that you mm. write home about. Hey, mom, I got this. I got that. Okay. But you got to understand the products that you go buy, those really expensive dining room tables, that really expensive painting, that really expensive desk, whatever the case it is. Like it that. doesn't exist without the screws, without the tape, without oh, the glue, with all of those things. You're right. Exactly right. It's not sexy, but it still makes it work. Draymond Green is the fifth best player because he is the ultimate adhesive, and every championship team needs an adhesive. What you got? It's like we're going to draft with the remaining players in the postseason. Yes, And then with the fifth pick, you're going to pick Draymond. Yes. I can't wait to put my five. Correct. That's all I want to pick. I'm going to pick Draymond. I'm not talking about most talented, but with the fifth pick, I'm going to pick Draymond. With the fourth pick, who you got? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Now, he is a say that. dude, 28 points, yeah, 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 yeah. six on. boards, on, five assists. Mm. He a dude, he a dude, he mm. a dude. Mm. You're going to wonder why I don't have him higher. I will explain that in a second. But right now, Jason Tatum, he's the fourth best player. 46 points in game six when Giannis went for 44. He said, Giannis, anything you can do, I'm I about to do better. better. Third, where my guy Jimmy Buckets? Jimmy Buckets. Oh, no. 28, oh, no. seven. Six. What he's currently asking. Why is Jimmy Butler ahead of Jason Tatum? Damn, Jimmy yeah. Butler, he going to give it to you both ways. Lockdown D, and he going to give you a bucket. Jason Tatum is what? not locking down like Jimmy they Butler They number is. one defense. What they doing? What they doing? I'm you just ain't got you. the key, or I'm they locking you there? He ain't locking them down like Jimmy Bucket. I ain't saying he is. the other thing. It works. Truth be told, truth be told, truth be told. Mm-hmm. When two people are fighting, and they are of equal talent levels, who you banking on? You got to put Experience. your money. Bet. But who else I'm banking on? Who's more upset? <laughs> you feel me? Like, when, 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 when I was in college and I would walk through the dorm rooms and two cats is fighting, right. I would always ask, hey, what they fighting about? Because yeah. I just need to get the intel on uh, who's more upset. Whoever's that? more upset, uh. go win the fight. Mm. Right now, Jimmy Butler is a more upset player than Ooh. Jason Tatum. Why? He Jimmy ain't playing Philly no more. He Jimmy ain't that Butler, upset. He plays with more aggression. He plays with more anger. Does he, he play plays better? with more passion. Does he play better? More, right now, statistically, slightly better. Slightly, slightly better. 28-7-6. I think Jason Tatum, 28 Six and five at number two. Luke of the Don. Salute. Luke of the Don. Salute. Luke of the Dude. 36 <laughs> points. Nine boards. Damn, what did you say? You say 30, 36? 36 points. Nine boards. Eight assists. 36. Luca individually, if you want to talk one-on-one game, Luke <sighs> would be number one on this list. <laughs> if you just wanted to talk one-on-one, mm. who can get straight mm. buckets, who mm. can create their own mm. shots, mm. Luke would be number one. But the only reason he's not number one is because my number one player, Steph Curry, makes everybody around him better. So Steph Curry is great. He's great. I don't think in a one-on-one game that Steph is as good as Luka. But I would draft Steph Curry first of the remaining players. Why? Because Steph makes everybody better. Steph, you gotta you gotta see what you can't just see with your eyes, big dog. I can't see what I can't see. It ain't there. Steph (laughs) has made Jordan Poole into a dude. Steph has Jordan Poole didn't do that? No. Jordan Poole didn't do that? Jordan Poole was playing some G League games last year, big dog. He got better. He got better. G League games last year. Steph made Jordan Poole better. Steph has made Draymond better. Steph has made Clay better. Steph has put three players mm. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Three of them into the Hall of Fame Damn. or two in a coach. Come on now, big dog. KD That's put all Steph three of them in the Hall of Fame, too. Without them two championships, what are they going to do? Anyway, um, I don't know what I'm seeing right here, but it says Wiley and Acho's top five players left. 
Let the NBA playoffs. I don't know how you drafted, but you're about to get fired if you're the GM. Let's go with the top five list the way it should be constructed. Number five, I need buckets. I need ballers. I need it all. I need style and substance. Tyler Hero. Yeah, baby. Oh, I love this brother from another. The dude's so silly with it. You know this year he averaged like 21 points a game. Don't get twisted. I know he was a six-man off the bench playing starter minutes, whatever. He is a beast. You keep talking about other guys on the team. Don't forget about how this thing gets started with my man, the hero of the team, Tyler Hero. Let's go with number four. Klay Thompson, people sleeping on Klay Thompson. He's not the old Klay. He ain't the old Kanye, but he's still Klay Thompson giving you buckets when you need them most. And I think give him another year from the injury, removed from it, you're going to see the old Kanye. It's going to get interesting, big dog. We're going to see. Because you realize, yes, oh, oh, on purpose, on purpose. <laughs> Number three, let's go to it. Jason Tatum. God, I wanted to put him higher because I love his game. I love so much about him. But Jason Tatum is out there eating. You know what's great about him this year? He went from being a scorer to a scorer and playmaker and playing defense. Number one defense in the NBA, Jason Tatum is a part of that. Number two, Steph Curry, where he belongs. One time Otto tells me that Steph Curry, you know, got his feet kicked up, chilling. Go ahead, y'all. Y'all get the buckets. And now he's telling me he's the number one player. Nah, he's right there. He's still Steph Curry. But he's not shooting as well from the three. Not shooting as well from the free throw line. Had his ups and downs a little bit in terms of field goal percentage, but still is amazing Steph Curry. But you know who number one is. Come on. Right now, you didn't know anything about him. Resume. You just saw this guy play in the postseason. You said, oh, it's a wrap. It's Luka Doncic. It's just that simple. I draft different. You know me. All that leadership, how good character. Did you go to church? Your mom and daddy still together? I don't give a damn. Do you give me buckets? And that's how my list looks right there. I got a glaring omission. A glaring leadership omission. But right now, tell me, America, who's top five? Put our top five. I don't know how you're going to play each other, but my team going to win because all I see right now is Draymond going to be out there guarding what? Even though he's a great defensive player. Tyler Hero on Draymond, we're going to get buckets. And I got, you got Jimmy Butler, and I got Klay Thompson. I think my team beats your Here's team. the biggest, well, first and foremost, no. My team would win <laughs> because you have no big, and my team would we win. We're going small ball, death line up. Let's go. Here's the real problem, though, Sal. Luka to, to omit Jimmy Butler is to say that you would rather take Klay than Jimmy or Hero than Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any Heat fan would take Hero over yeah. Jimmy. And yeah. I don't think any Warriors fan would take this version of Clay yeah. over Jimmy. Yeah. See, this is the thing with me. And I look, everybody got a blind spot, right? Even when you drive, you got a blind spot. Jimmy Butler works so hard for everything he gets. He does. And that's a beautiful thing to hear, not to see. That's not a beautiful thing when you're talking about efficiency. More important, not even efficiency. In terms of how it's going to fit into my team dynamic. Jimmy Butler has traveled for that same reason. Like He works so hard, he gets so much out of his guys, which is an amazing thing, but it needs the right situation. In terms of available players, it's not like I'm taking a huge leap if I don't get Jimmy Butler on the team. That's Klay Thompson, multiple champion, still shoot lights out. Tyler Hero, emerging star. I understand that Jimmy Butler has a greater resume of course. than Tyler Hero. But Tyler Hero, to me, is buckets but right still, now on the rise. But Jimmy Butler's literally giving you 29 in the playoffs. Yes, he is. In eight. Keep in mind, I love I Tyler Hero. I, I okay. loved this pick. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Hero's shown us he has a tendency to disappear. Go away. Yeah. Go That's away. my only fear. And remember, we need you right now. Yeah. Chris Paul disappeared in game six, game seven. Devin Booker disappeared in game seven. I'm banking everybody on my list 
No fear they will disappear. Jamon Green, 14, 15, and 8 in his elimination game versus the Grizzlies. Mm, Jason Tate, nobody on my list going to disappear. Yeah. You got some guys that might go Casper. They might go Casper. Okay. They might go Ghost. Tyler Hero might disappear. But word on the street, Jimmy Butler may make you want to go away. May make you want to be like, I don't know about this. But look, I like your pick. I take a Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler in a swap. I'm fine, but you're not fine. You want Jimmy Butler over Tyler Hero. Total respect for that. I'm just looking at Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson is still there when you need him. Draymond Green is going to be there to help everybody else. But at the same time, this team has more firepower okay. Okay. than your team. That is fair. That is fair. That is fair. Here is my issue. <clears throat> Even if Klay Thompson is not on the Warriors, they still got guys that can get buckets. Poole can get 30. Steph is 30. Yeah. If Draymond Green is not on the Warriors, there is no defensive pressure. Yeah, like, that's right. my we issue. That. Like, if you don't have play, you're still good because you got mm. buckets. Mm. If you ain't got Dre, you literally have no defensive mind. You have no defensive chemistry. You lose the glue. That's why, for me, remember what happened 2016 when Draymond got uh, the tech and didn't end up playing, get ejected, don't end up playing game five. All of a sudden, Cavs mm. come back from down 3-1. Remember what happened this season when Draymond mm. Green was out. Mm. Draymond Green might be the most mm. underrated, yet annoying, the most <laughs> underrated player in basketball, big dog. Yeah, you know what? Our team basically comes down to this. Butler and Draymond versus Tyler Hero and Klay Thompson. Your team is intense. Before the game even started, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to see it. Y'all going to be out there fighting. Y'all going to need more than six fouls. It's going to be a problem. However, I think your list is pretty good. I won't lie. I, if you beat me in voting, I will respect that. But no lie, I would dra- we're running our offense through Luka. Yep. Who's your point? Is it going to be Steph? Steph? Steph. You going to let Steph run point? And then we're going to Chris Paul him. He going to Luka go Chris Paul him. He's going to be like, oh, really? See, that's what's going to happen to your team. Look at that matchup. Gone. Look at that. Same matchup. Jason Tatum on Jimmy Butler. If we're being Ooh. real, if we are being real, though, feel good. Steph can probably do more without the ball in his hands than Luka can. Because Steph can good run point. spot up. Luka has to. I need the rock. It all time. Yes, yes. I yes, need it. Yes. it all, the offense has it's, to it's run good. through me. It's sticky. But Steph, the offense can run through him. It can run through other people. Steph has just made everybody greater than Luka has. Luka is great. If it was one-on-one, give me Luka, big dog. When? If it's one-on-one, when give me Luka. When, when did he make him greater? When they beat what? Matthew Dellavedova? Or when KD was doing it, making everybody until better. Until Luka makes on. other people Hall of Famers, Luka, you just Man, can't. He, he taking them to the conference finals, and they shouldn't be here. J- Jason Kidd, tremendous m- brain, tremendous mind, in a perfect position. But they don't have the squad to be where they are right now, but they're there because of Luka. Steph Curry, four of the top 11 scorers are on that team. Not to say that we expected them to be here, but they should be here because they have all that firepower. What's the score if we played each other right now? What's your score? I got a defensive squad, big dog. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I think I'm beating you. I think I'm beating you 99 to 87. Oh, really? Oh, you holding up? You holding? <laughs> you holding that, 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 and that to 87 points? Yeah, that's that's eight or seven points right there. <laughs> 87 points, triple single coming up. Folks have been calling Chris Paul out his name like I did Draymond. Respect Draymond, you know I love you, boy. After the Suns were blown out in Game Seven by Lucas Mavs, tell you CP3's legacy has taken a hit. Next, don't speak for yourself. We're up 2-0 on the Mavericks less than two weeks ago, but after an epic collapse in game six and seven, Phoenix will be watching from home like the rest of us. Chris Paul struggled, I mean struggled in this series after stepping up his menace and scoring to beat the Pelicans in round one. CP3 has now lost the last four game sevens he's played in. Acho, has Chris Paul's legacy taken a hit? 
this postseason? Man, it has, Man. but it's a deserved hit. Mm. First off, though, we got to establish what is Chris Paul's legacy for him taking a hit. There you go. Chris Paul is one of the greatest point guards of all time, but the problem when you talk about Chris Paul being amongst one of the greatest point guards of being one of the greatest point guards of all time is he hasn't accomplished the things that the other great point guards have done. I think about three primary categories sell that the other point guards have accomplished. Either A, they stayed put. So even if they stayed put, they might not have won a chip, but they stayed put. B, they won a chip or chips. Or C, they uh, uh, were an NBA MVP. Let's Those go. are the categories. Now you look at the likes of Magic Johnson, stayed put, MVP, and championships. You think about Steph Curry, stayed put, MVP championships. Think about Isaiah Thomas, no MVP, but championships stayed put. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Jason Kidd, yeah, he moved around. He was chasing one, but you best believe Jason Kidd got him one. Dallas Mavericks, 2011. Legacy. Mm -hmm. Steve Nash, moved around, no championships, didn't stay put. Ah, but two times MVP. John Stockton, huh? No chips, huh? No MVP, but he stayed put. You know exactly who John Stockton is and where he was. But then you think about Chris Paul. Huh. No chips. Yeah. Been moving around, chasing him. <laughs> and no MVPs. <laughs> so what is his legacy? You do this experiment all the time. Close your eyes, visualize. Think about Chris Paul in an NBA uniform. Which one is it? I don't know. You're going to think about him with the, in a Hornets uniform? You're going to mm. think about him in a Thunder uniform? Mm. Think about him in a Suns uniform? Mm. Think about him in a Rockets uniform? Chris Paul, what's his legacy? That's the problem. He's one of the greatest guards of all time, but he didn't stay put in one franchise, so legacy being dilute, that's fine. But he didn't win a chip, so legacy being dilute, okay, that's still okay. But he didn't win an NBA MVP. So, yes, his legacy is taking a hit because, ultimately speaking, Chris Paul is adding more and more water into the Kool-Aid, but he ain't putting no sugar in there, big dog. Just dilution, <laughs> dilution, dilution. <laughs> oh, it was nothing worse than going to somebody's house and they got some Kool-Aid, no sugar in there. No You're sugar. like, hey, bruh, I don't know what your parents are trying to do with your life and diet choices. But, but I don't like it. I don't like it. Need that sugar, homie. His legacy has not taken a hit. Shame on you, Acho, to do this to Chris Paul when you don't do it to all the other greats. I remember seeing a 38-year-old and 39-year-old, even older than Chris Paul, Michael Jordan, be a lesser version of Michael Jordan. And now, what were we, 20 years from that, 20 years removed? No hit to his legacy, correct? Interesting. We look at Chris Paul, who's made every single franchise and situation better when he gets there. Were we talking New Orleans? Talking to Clippers, you don't know which jersey to put them on? Put them all on. Houston Rockets, Thunder, Phoenix Suns. All got better with Chris Paul. Phoenix won 34 games and no playoffs. Next year, they in the finals. And we're going to say his legacy takes a hit. Oh, that's interesting. We don't do that to everybody else. Why are we doing this to Chris Paul? That's the deeper question. It's because Chris Paul didn't touch the same highs as the gold standard of Michael Jordan. We get it. But Chris Paul had an effect that always gets lost when we see the result. And that's what I hate. That's why you gotta judge a man by the distance traveled. You have to understand that Chris Paul is a rose that grew from the concrete. Shout out Tupac, rest in peace. That's who Chris Paul is. He goes somewhere, the situation is meh, boom, but not gonna get all the way because that situation in the first place wasn't properly ready to win it all. But Chris Paul, you call him fool's gold? I don't. I call him the perfect fertilizer. He gets the most out of everything, makes everything grow to full potential, but that full potential has its limits. 
You're going to now tax Chris Paul for making good situations great, but not great enough? No, he ain't going to take a hit on this legacy. Here's the problem, Sal. You're exactly right. Chris Paul makes everything around him better. Here's the problem. Mm. He doesn't make it the best. And that's why his legacy's taking a hit. Because Chris Paul, okay. 17 years now, no NBA championship. Yeah, yeah. He makes it better, and I agree. I went up yesterday and talked about, not yesterday, I went up last year, talked about the Chris Paul effect. Y'all go look it up. When Chris Paul went to Houston, made him better. OKC, made him better. Phoenix, the cell said, obviously made him better. Charlotte, yeah, yeah. made him better. Or New Orleans, made him better. So Chris Paul has a Chris Paul effect. He makes him better. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't make him the best. And sports... It's like college back in the day, hmm. pass or fail classes. Oh. Like when you take them electives, it's just pass or fail. It's not A, B, C. It's pass and it is fail. Let's and go. unfortunately for Chris Paul, Don't say it. this season what? was a failure. How, Sway? 64 wins and you did not make it to the Western Conference Finals. He ain't the first number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. 64 wins. Not winning the championship. I'm talking about Before. number one seed. I'm oh. talking about teams that have 60 73 or win Golden State. Y'all didn't win at all. He didn't make it to the conference finals. Not the NBA finals. Oh, you got to get Chris close Paul and lose. didn't make it to the conference final. Because at least, Sal, if you close, we have a conversation about you. Jerry West, NBA finals nine times, only won one chip. LeBron mm. James, NBA finals ten times, won four chips. Bill Russell, mm. 11 NBA championships. Michael Jordan, six times in the NBA finals. The Utah mm. Jazz, man, Stockton and them, they never went, won one. But boy, did they at least we can talk about you when you go. <laughs> we can't even talk about you when you don't go. Charles Barkley, oh. at least we can talk about oh. you when you go. Charles Barkley didn't win one. Sure, but we talk about him at least because, uh, hey, went to one. You know what I'm saying? Well, Chris like, Ball went to one. one. Chris Ball, well, now? I need him to go to more so we can talk oh, about him. Oh, that's cold, man. You doing this. You doing- is he not greater? Who? Chris Paul's supposed to be greater than Charles. He is greater. Chris he Paul's goes to... He goes to the worst situations. He goes to barren situations. Nothing really there in terms of team success. I'm not talking about individual players. I'm talking about team success. He goes somewhere where Devin Booker's not doing anything in team success. But Devin Booker was a beast. All of a sudden, they go to the finals. Did the same thing when you talk about the Clippers. They had Blake Griffin. Yeah, they had DeAndre Jordan. But in terms of team success, they didn't necessarily have it. Chris Paul comes there. They collectively, they underachieved based on that talent level. But they still were way better than without CP3. They didn't make the playoffs the first two years before CP3. Let me say it like this. Let's go track and field. Let me, let me keep it light before I get heavy on it. You don't know who the first leg is on any team, right? You probably in a sprint relay when they run it. Like, first leg is just cast away, right? Everybody's like that. Whoever first leg, he the slowest, and we don't care. Just make sure the stick moves, right? But you got to understand, he the one that gets this started. So to make this a real conversation, this is like a first-generation wealth conversation. Okay. Like, Chris Ball goes somewhere where everybody, GEDs, barely graduated high school, food stamps, welfare, and then he like, all of a sudden, I made it. But you know how heavy it is to bring everybody with you when they ain't used to making it? You know how heavy it is to bring these teams from 34 wins? These teams that had 29 wins before CP3? That's who CP3 is. He's like, no, we made it. But the village is heavy, and it's hard to carry. I'm not going to discount CP3 and his legacy or give it a hit because, one, he's been here before. You said it. Five different series up 2-0. But look at the dates. 08, 2013, 2016. This ain't nothing new. So why is his legacy taking a hit right now? Make that make sense. Here's why you have to discount it. Because unlike the generational wealth conversation, Chris Paul has had the ability to choose his family. 
mm. over mm. and over mm. and over. Keep going broke. So, Chris Paul, <laughs> if you get to choose your family. That's great. Because to some degree, not even to some degree, to every degree, outside of the Lakers debacle when he was blocked from joining the Lakers by the NBA, Chris Paul has gotten to choose his family. Mm. L.A. Clippers, you got to choose Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Houston Rockets, you got to choose James Harden. OKC, you got to choose them. I say choose because even in the midst of trades, Chris Paul is Chris Paul. He can block it if he wants. Phoenix Suns, you got to choose Phoenix. Mm. Outside of where you were drafted, Chris Paul, you have had enough clout to choose your destinations. So if you are choosing these locations, I need you to make them the best. LeBron James chose the Miami Heat, got chips. LeBron James chose the Lakers. Got a chip. If you are going to go ring chase, then you better catch it. Shaquille O'Neal, he left the Lakers, went to Miami. He got a chip. If you're going to chase it, you better catch it because otherwise you just look thirsty. You feel me? Like you can't be a, 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 a I ain't going to go there. Yeah, but yeah. if you're going to chase oh, it, I just make it. sure you catch it. Has Chris Paul played with a Dwayne Wade and an Anthony Davis? Harden. Harden, MVP. Harden. We are now getting into a place, and we did this with Stacks. We're doing it again. That if you don't get the ultimate result, then you're not good enough. When that's not how it goes, because you know team dynamics. You can pick the perfect place on paper going into the season. Brooklyn Nets. They were the favorites. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, all healthy. Rap. How'd that go? (laughs) Things change. And I'm like, why are we going to damn Chris Paul? Because he chose right and it turned out wrong. And you act like CP3 is the only reason that that situation didn't win at all. Here's why. Because if you choose wrong, you can make it right. Huh. That's what I think. When you talk about the Brooklyn Nets situation, yeah, the Brooklyn yeah. Nets situation went wrong because they made it wrong. You know there was still tension there because even during the NBA All-Star game, of which James Harden was an All-Star, Kevin Durant is making light and making jokes about his old teammate. So clearly they ain't all that good because Kevin Durant's not even paying an All-Star respect. So Chris Paul... Even if you go to a situation and it is to some degree wrong, you can make it right. Mm. It's not the first time LeBron James has constructed a roster with some deficiencies. LeBron James just always finds a way to win in spite of his deficiencies. Does he, though? He picked Dwayne Wade, who was number three in the NBA at the time, and only won 50% of the time. I say only because they were supposed to win all of them. Not five, not six, not seven. They won two of four, including losing one to a team that was undermanned in terms of talent compared to them. It's a crapshoot even when you think it's a guarantee. And Chris Paul has crapped out ultimately in team success all the time. I give you that. But you can't now look at Chris Paul and say, dog. Because if that's the case in our sport, Barry Sanders, who's Barry Sanders? But, he never chose right. there's a difference. You got to think man. about our sport, 22 players touch the field. Yeah. So just off basic difference, one divided by 22 is a way smaller percentage of impact than one divided by five. Only five players in basketball. No, I get that. Time. So in the NBA, yeah. you can just make a greater impact. But I'll end it here, Sal. Mm. Think about your greatest point guards. I only chose last 40 years. Okay. But you can choose of all time. Throw Big O in that conversation. Throw Jerry West in that conversation. They all have chips. So I refuse to believe it's just a coincidence. Chris Paul played 17 years and he was just unlucky. No. If Magic got chips, Steph got chips. But then that's my point. If if you put Stockton and Nash into that conversation, that's to which I'm like, Nash has two MVPs. Back-to-back, mind you. Now, you can say Kobe deserved one of them. I will hear you there. But Nash at least was voted the best player in basketball twice. If you want to talk about the greatest point guards of all time, Kidd, Magic, Oscar, Hmm. Jerry, uh, Steph, Isaiah, Hmm. they all got chips. So are we really just going to believe that for 17 years, 
Chris Paul was unlucky, and the basketball gods just did not see him fit Why to win way? a title. <laughs> or are we going to be like, you know what? Maybe that's on Chris Paul. What do you mean maybe that's on Chris Paul? Okay, this is our school of thought difference right here. I am the believer, firm believer, adamant believer that you could be all-world, tremendous, all-time great, and don't win jack. And you sound like some of that got to bleed into it, at least when we're talking basketball. All of it. But then where's Barclays? Where's Malone's? Stockton? Nash? I got a list, okay, bro. I love it, it can get real long. I got I get a little bit here. Them dudes are at, silly. At least Stockton and Malone were playing against the all-time greatest. Chris Paul. LeBron playing LeBron, right now. Le- LeBron has given y'all windows. Remember, LeBron got hurt in L.A. First Jordan year. gave you windows, too. And bingo. And Akeem said, I need that. Only Akeem, though, because Akeem so, was supposed to be the other greatest. Remember who got drafted higher? Yeah. Like, Akeem was supposed to be just as good, if not more talented than Jordan. Well, same draft too. class. But we do. But same draft class. <laughs> right. So, all Akeem right. said, oh, the second Jordan you gone, I need all that. Give me all, give me all the money. Give me all the money. <laughs> Chris Paul. What are you going to do? He ain't going to take all the money. Last year. He defers. He's a point guard. He's a facilitator. Y'all get the money. Anthony Davis gets hurt last year, and Chris Paul took that series. You got to go take the bread. Who took the bread? Giannis Giannis. said that part. Giannis said, oh, hold on. LeBron, you gone? LeBron LeBron gone this year. Did Giannis take the bread? He didn't. Steph probably will. It's random. It's It's not random. It's greatest. Steph ain't doing it. Unless KD come back and help him out. <laughs> Coming up, Drew Brees made some waves tweeting about a possible return to playing. Tell you if the Saints should want the 43-year-old quarterback back. Come on, man. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Hey, you better stall these greats out, Ocho. Now, reports surface that Drew Brees might be leaving NBC Sports after just one season. And things only get weirder from there. Brees issued a clarification of sports of sorts, tweeting... Despite speculation for media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, <laughs> coach my kids, or all of the above. <laughs> I'll let you know. Clearly, Drew Brees getting a little facetious there at the end. Yeah, but, yeah. Sel, should the Saints want Drew Brees back? Yeah, I don't know how I should come down, how hard I should swing this hammer and this gavel on this conversation. Because it does seem a little tongue-in-cheek. Pickleball tour. Come over, Drew. I don't play pickleball with you. That's an old people game. You don't know about that yet, Nacho. But um, I got to keep it 100. Sorry, Drew. Love you, dog. But nope, the Saints shouldn't want you back. Two reasons. You left for whatever reason. And remember, you're a quarterback. Protected airspace, as we call them. They wear red jerseys in practice despite not having red in our uniform. Want to know why? Because you can't mess with a quarterback. In that protected space, you wanted to leave that? We got to get a little deeper into that. And two, why you want to come back? Mm. Oh, it didn't go as well as expected in talking that talk. Okay, so now you want to come back to a game that is nothing but will and intentions. Football's a great game of skill, greater game of will. If you don't want to, Oh, you're not going to. And I don't know if Drew Brees really wants it or wants to hit that switch again. I can hear y'all right now. Tom Brady retired and came back. Eh, it took about two weeks. Drew Brees left, got into that real world, kicked his feet up, got air-conditioned studios, put the suits on like us, and then try to turn that engine back on. I just don't think it fires up like that again, Nacho. Not to get too heavy on this, because I think he was joking, but if he's being serious, oh, they need to be serious back and say, nah, Drew, we good. (laughs) Absolutely not. Saints should not want Drew Brees back. 
first and foremost, Drew Brees just wasn't that good at the end of his career. Oh, you went there. Like, you have to. You do, but Because, damn. like, if we're going to be real, let's be real. Drew Brees, a phenomenal player, first ballot Hall of Famer, most accurate quarterback in the history of the game of football, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Accept all of our pl- praise, please. Now. But also accept the truth. Okay. At the end of his career, he just wasn't that good. Ooh. Defenders were noticeably and publicly stating Drew Brees outdoor is not the same as Drew Brees inside a stadium because Drew Brees cannot get that arm worked up. I remember talking to some of Drew Brees' old teammates on defense, and they would say Drew Brees had to put every little ounce of muscle and energy into a deep throw. Like, it looked Mm. painful, him trying to throw a deep ball. So Drew Brees just isn't the same. Mm. But, and if you want to be really real. Really real? Really real. That wasn't real. Saints, don't let Drew Brees hold your hostage like Ben Roethlisberger did the Steelers. Oh. Ben Roethlisberger held the Steelers hostage for years. And as a result, the Steelers had to overdraft a under-talented, based upon where he was drafted, quarterback. Hmm. Steelers now, hands tied. Need a quarterback. Now you got to go draft Kenny Pickett. But now you have to draft out of necessity as opposed to drafting out of desire. Mm. Huge difference. Because mm-hmm. if you can draft out of desire, you might chill. Mess around, get a little Bryce Young next year. Mm. Chill. Mess around, see if you can get C.J. Stroud next year. Mm. But instead, you used a first-round pick on a quarterback, which is supposed to have the worst quarterback class since that 2013 or 2014 class, if I am not mistaken. So... If you see the Steelers be held hostage by Ben Roethlisberger, Saints don't dare make that pivotal mistake. Yeah, their response was interesting because they try to laugh it off as well. That means you know. I hope you don't push back. I heard this from a lot of my homegirls. They like to give out hints. I used to say, just be direct with a dude. They say, you can't be direct with a dude because sometimes they get aggressive, they get mad, their feelings get hurt, their egos involved. I'm like, just tell them you don't want to talk to them. Like, uh, did you text him back? No, I ghosted him. Like, and what that's supposed to do? Oh, he caught the hint. But what if he don't get the hint? He just think you busy. Like, you got to holler at him and tell him, nah, B, it's you. I hope Drew don't push back. I hope he get the hint. They laughing off it right now, but they may have to go directly at Drew Brees. Now, if they go directly at Drew Brees, is Drew Brees spent? Like, could Drew Brees be the quarterback of the Saints? That's the conversation you got to entertain. Because you got to remember, this is a business. It's an entertainment product on top of trying to get some W's. Drew Brees is going to fill up that stadium mm-hmm. still, all right? The question marks about this team start with the quarterback as well. Let's just be real about it. Drew Brees still has something left in him. At 43 years young or old, look, uh uh-oh, your eyes changed. He can still throw the football. Drew Brees, 2020, led the Saints to the title, but they lost in the playoffs. Is That that means you can't play again? Specify your title. NFC South. Oh, ooh, got your face. Um, You all remember that? Remember when Tampa had to go get him? Uh, Led the league in completion percentage. The three years before that. Come on, man. Drew Brees still got it in him. He turned it off. Can he turn it back on for the Saints to have issues at quarterback? I say no, like you. Uh, <laughs> coming up, the Bucks and Suns knocked out of the playoffs so damn hard. Oh, they're still trying to figure it out what happened. I know y'all are, but we'll tell you what happens next for both teams. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Yeah, Drew, I tried. Ah, the 2021 NBA Finals proved that Giannis belonged in the best player conversation and introduced the nation to the up-and-coming Phoenix Suns. Less than a year later, Giannis is back in the crowd and the Suns exited stage left. Both losing Game 7s in spectacular fashion. A lot can change in just a year. So, Acho, more confident in the Bucks or the Suns getting back to the Finals? Quick question, what team has Giannis on it? 
Um, well, I don't know. I only count the teams that are still playing, but I think Milwaukee. Yeah, is he a free I'm, more agent? Com- I'm more confident than the Bucks. Yeah, right. Um, if you got Giannis, you're getting back to the finals. You're getting back? No doubt about it. Oh. If you have an aging Chris Paul, Ooh. if you have a lost Devin Booker, mm. if you have a upset DeAndre Ayton, I'm really not confident in y'all at all. Be real, the Suns were healthy. Mm. At least the Suns were healthy. Now, the Suns have losers limp. Losers limp. Mm. After you lose, somebody come up limping. The Suns got losers limp. (laughs) But the Milwaukee Bucks were legitimately hurt. Mm. Chris Middleton wasn't playing. If Chris Middleton was present, the Milwaukee Bucks are more than likely still playing. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the Bucks took the Celtics to seven, even without Chris Middleton, who we know at this point is a perennial (laughs) all-star. So I'm more confident in the team that has the player in Giannis than I am in the Suns that have the player in Booker. A conversation that nobody's going to have, I'm going to spend a little bit of time having it, is this. All right. We praised Devin Booker before he deserved it, and now it's costing him. Mm. Think about a sale. We started hyping Devin Booker a little bit when he dropped 70 in the game. Worthy of the hype, Mm. even though they lost. But we started hyping him a little bit. Then last year, oh my. Gosh, Devin Booker's the greatest thing ever. Top five player, Kobe Bryant reincarnate. Add to that, he was dating, uh, what was it, Kendall Jenner? Kylie Jenner was dating Kendall Jenner. So add to that, (laughs) not only is Devin Booker balling on the court, Mm. now relationally he's balling off the court. So Devin Booker has all of this hype, but he hasn't won nothing yet. Now this season, you see Devin Booker, you don't even get back to the conference finals. Your team ain't getting no worse. You let Luka come in and supersede you, get you about your seat because you was talking so recklessly. So I'm also trusting the Bucks over the Suns because I'm trusting Giannis over Booker. Giannis is focused on one thing and one thing only, winning. Devin Booker, uh-huh. I don't even know what his focus is anymore. So if mm. it's supposed to be Devin Booker leading, uh-huh. I don't trust it. Chris uh-huh. Paul leading, I don't trust it. Oh, man, you just gave me my ammo. Um let me, let me just address that. If Giannis is focused only on basketball and didn't make it, didn't advance, and Booker's all caught up and didn't advance, I would bet on the guy who could get his focus back versus the guy who's already locked in and focused because where else are we going to get this bump from? But I digress. I'll tell you, you took the bait in this one. You took the bait. Giannis, how you say it? Uh, Ugo, yeah, you took the bait because you saw Giannis, you saw Milwaukee, you said, I got to go there. Mm-hmm. Let me give you some help. SAT, let's go back. When I saw questions like this, more confident, there were three choices, and people don't even think about the third. First one is choose one, right? Bucks or Suns. Second is pick both. Bucks and Suns. And here's the third one that Wiley did. This is why I got a high SAT. Neither. <laughs> Bucks, Suns, y'all both done. <laughs> Neither one of y'all making it back, boy. Ooh, all this addition by subtraction, and then we're going to get Middleton back. It's going to be addition by addition, and it ain't going to work. It ain't going to add up. Giannis is balling out of control, and I understand they were undermanned, but then you're going to get them back, and you're going to say, oh, that's it. That's all we need. Well, I'm a Los Angeles Clippers fan, and I've been through, whoa, Chris Paul was hurt this series. He's going to be back next year, and then, and then Blake is hurt this series. He's going to be back next year, and then it doesn't always add up that way. It's just not that even. Then I look at the Suns. You named it. It's not on Devin Booker. Devin Booker wasn't good enough to get this team to that next level. Chris mm-hmm. Paul was. But now, Devin Booker is good enough to lead a team to a championship. Problem is, Chris Paul can't be your number two at this level. He had a career low in terms of points per game and 14 points a game. Like, he just can't be that Chris Paul anymore. So now they're stuck. And I think that Giannis and them have hit their ceiling as well. Brooklyn's going to do something. Boston's already here. You're already looking at Miami as a fully loaded team. 
hate to say it, even with Middleton, they need more athleticism and they need more shooters. Oh. And if they don't do that, if Giannis doesn't hit his mid-range, that offense is dry. And I think it's going to be that way unless they address those needs. Coming up, the Eastern Conference Finals tip off tonight. Without the Bucks, we'll tell you which star has more on the line. Tatum or Butler? That's next on Stay. Hey, for your set. Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat just vanquished. What a word. Whoever's writing our problem. <laughs> I know. I'm glad it's a Vanquished <laughs> his former team. Vanquished. Vanquished. Now, he left Sixers fans and their star player, Joel Embiid, questioning why Philly let Butler go. Mm. Well, now the Heat face a stacked Celtics team led by Jason Tatum, who outdueled Giannis. Outdueled, wow. Outdueled Giannis in an elimination game. Sal, mm. um, who has more on the line? Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, or my IQ trying to read teleprompter? <laughs> are you beholden? Do you remember that <laughs> yesterday, too? Hey, man. It's Jason Tatum. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, my recall sometimes. Um, let's be real. Who's better, Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler? I, I like your team. Tatum? Me too. I think that's it. It's Tatum. Tatum, 0-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Tatum, slightly better than Jimmy Butler, at least younger and as good. Let's just go there. Also, you guys beat the Heat 2-1 this year. Your team's supposed to be better than the Miami Heat despite the seeding. You're better defensively. Tatum has more on the line. Jimmy Butler is already capped. Let's just be real. Whatever Jimmy D- Butler does, we're going to say, okay, Jimmy Butler, you are this level player. He's not top 75, right? And only one player is left. That's Steph Curry. That's top 75 in the remaining in the playoffs. But there is a guy who's like, yo, I got superstar written all over me. Now I just got to make y'all read it. And that's in Jason Tatum. There is more in front of Jason Tatum that can change his legacy in success than there is for Jimmy Butler. That's the reason I think there's more on the line for him. I love this question. Um, I think it's Jimmy Butler, though, Sal, because you're, you're putting a cap on Jimmy Butler too soon. Let me see. Jimmy Butler, if, wins, if he wins a chip, finals MVP, something along the lines, obviously if he wins a chip, he'll be the finals MVP unless Bam does something crazy. He could go down as one of the Heat greats of all time. You said that. You got, Mo, you got yeah. Zoe. You got Hardaway. You got D-Wade, you got LeBron, depending on how he feel about LeBron, came, left, got him a couple mm, chips, et cetera, mm, et cetera. Mm. But Jimmy Butler now in Miami brought them back to the promised land. Miami without LeBron James was lost for a long while, even with Eric Spolstra. Don't get it twisted. Mm. They were not getting out of the first round without LeBron James. LeBron shows up, they go to finals. LeBron leaves, Eric Spolstra, not the same Eric Spolstra. Mm. But then Jimmy Butler comes in, and now Jimmy Butler has been to what? Not one, but two conference finals since showing up in Miami. So I think if Jimmy Butler ends up winning this series, if Jimmy Butler ends up going to the finals, you're going to look, Sal, and you're like, wait a second. Six-time NBA All-Star, NBA champion, finals MVP? You might have to start throwing him in conversations that other players cannot be thrown into. You'll look at his resume and be like, is his resume better than Reggie Miller? Is his resume better than Dame Lillard? Is his resume better than Anthony Davis? You'll start to look at his resume and you'll be like, is, is Jimmy Butler a fringe 75 player of all time? Jimmy Butler has more at stake because as you said it, he's at the end of the road. He has way less yeah. leash. He has way less yeah. rope. Jason Tatum, even if he loses, he's still going to keep balling. He's still going to keep playing. Jimmy Butler could be it. Yeah, man, I've been listening to that new Kendrick, which is insane. 
it's taking me into my like vibrations and energy levels. And you know, human beings, we ain't nothing but energy capsules. And you know, y'all can talk about anything, else, religions and get all into it. We ain't nothing but energy capsules. Let's talk about this. You just explained why Tatum has more on the line. You just talked about Jimmy Butler's career, which has been longer than Tatum's. Mm -hmm. And you said, if he wins, we're going to look mm -hmm. at his resume. With Tatum, we're already looking True. and waiting. Something about the energies of their game, something about the results that make us think greater with Tatum in potential than even Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler has more an accomplishment. But there's something about some people's games just make you say, damn. Like Debo Samuel comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel's resume, uh, you look at him like one year popping, right? But then you look at him and play, you're like, yo, there's more. We are waiting. Not we're going to look back and say, oh, who Debo was. So I think Tatum just got him by that, our imagination as well. Coming up, Antonio Brown's exit from Tampa Bay was memorable. Yeah, it was. And now AB wants to retire a stealer? We'll sort all this out. Next, don't speak for yourself. What's going on, AB? Welcome back to Speak for Yourself. The last time we saw Antonio Brown on the football field, he was shirtless in the end zone while the game was going on. Come on, AB. Well, AB doesn't want it to end like that, tweeting out, quote, just want to retire, Steeler. And then adding a clarification, quote, not play, <laughs> just retire so we clear. All right, Joe, Jamaica <laughs> AB's retire as a Steeler tweet. Oh, Rando. Yo, I, well, first off, I know this ain't 199, but he actually keeping it 100. I think AB, mm. above all, yeah. I don't think he's smart, but I think he's philosophical. Okay. And I think the philosophy of it all says, look, when it's all said and done, we remember him as a Steeler. He wants to go back home as a Steeler. Yeah. He became a Hall of Famer as a yeah. Steeler. So AB knows, regardless of where he goes, like the prodigal son, he's going to have to come back home. Yeah, man. It's, it's the girl that got away. We all know what that feels like, how high AB was in terms of our mindset and our thoughts on him when he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah, he had greater team success, I guess you call it that, in Tampa Bay and winning the Super Bowl. But there was no greater version of A.B. than the Pittsburgh Steelers version. That's it for us. Fox Bet Live is next.